Greetings, listeners. This is Termination Shock. Hi, I'm Lachlan. I'll be playing Henry today. Hi, I'm Jose Garcia, and I'll be playing Stanley today. And I'm Greg Stolze. I'll be running this game of Termination Shock. So, all right, who wants to sum up where last we left our heroes? Yeah, all right. Uh, So last time, uh, we, uh, after establishing some some fingerprint identities, and uh, after going past the Termination Shock, we've uh, been dealing with uh, the aliens and uh, their various and their various ways we've also been dealing for the first for the first significant time with people who aren't us or our immediate friends and their various reactions to basically being taken off of Mars and taken away from the very planet Earth itself and we've said that some people are kind of all right with it and some people are not uh, and we actually Last time, we actually encountered uh, an attempt to try to create an uprising when... What, what was his name again? I'm sorry. Apo. Uh, Apo, thank you. When uh, we came across Apo trying to set up, uh, quietly setting up a rebellion, and uh, Stanley was able to uncover... Uh, both Stanley and Henry were able to uncover that he was going to do this by... Uh, a child who had become uh, orphaned and abandoned during the big, uh, during the big alien, ab- well, not abduction, rescue, depending on whatever you want to call it, kind of keeping her and planning to do something terrible to set off a narrative that the aliens were going to do bad things to people and tear everything apart. And, you know, we also got invited to do weapons testing. So now we're going to learn how to shoot guns really good. Or I, at all. Or at all. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really good compared to where we are now. Is there anything I missed, Lachlan? I don't think so. I think that that was pretty much all of the salient beats. Um, you had mentioned um, the, like, failed false flag operation thing. The, um, like, group of, not dissidents, but people that Oppo was trying to... Uh, sort of uh, give his speech to and i believe that was it i thought that we had started the weapons training last time but then like maybe we cut there saying hey you know we've got all this sorted and now we're going down to the um the shooting gallery is that correct that sounds about right the guns you've been training on obviously the weaponry of the cosmopolitan alien races that you've fallen in with are many and varied uh but what you've been learning on is the basic laser gun, which looks to you like a turkey baster, or at least it's okay. shaped like a turpe- turkey baster or a syringe with a bulb at the end. And you've been shown how to reload it, that it doesn't actually run off of batteries, but uh, chemical charges that produce uh, you know, a laser pulse. It's... Pretty the the charges are pretty um, pretty efficient. You can store like a hundred shots in it. Uh, they're they're tiny. They look like little glass needles. And you point and squeeze it, and it fires. Uh, so you are th- this is the uh, the method that 
the Preds use. They hold it in their, their sort of mouth fingers, which means that unlike many races, they cannot do witty banter while pointing a gun at somebody uh, unless they do it. You're, you're still not sure on their communications. You know that when they move their, their mouth fingers, that's a form of communication, like sign language. But they also seem to have some kind of sonic communications going on with those four gill slits at the back of their body. You've heard them make those cat noises out of those. So you're still not sure what which one's which or what it means or what it communicates, but there you go. You've got turkey baster guns. And the training that you get is they take you into this room that's about the size of uh, about the size and shape of a boxcar. And it's it's not quite the Star Trek holodeck. Uh, the the resolution is pretty good. It's a little skippy and jarry in some places, and you can still see the um, the corners of the room. There's a little bit of uh, parallax distortion because you know they don't they didn't have VR headsets ready for your shape of head. So this looks like a pretty. Uh, pretty primitive by their standards simulator, but you've been going through that and you had the, you know, the movies where they show you how to redo it. And now uh, Hotspur, who has been your host for this process, explains the real thing begins now. And he's like, just go in there and shoot the mooklings. It'll be fine. And so the two of you and, oh, Slew joined you, by the way. Oh, cool. Uh, be, oh, cool. Also, Great. Also being above suspicion because she uh, came on the ship with you guys. For backstory for the listeners, the ship that the brothers and their guests arrived on came slightly later than many of the other deliveries of people that wound up on this mothership called the Killing Blade of Pure Affection upon which they find themselves And before the brothers and their friends arrived, someone on the mothership was sending radio signals to Earth. And the aliens have been trying to find this Earthling spy among the humans, but so far have not had much luck with it. They disabled the radio communicator, but it had fingerprints from about 10 or 15 different people on it in all its assorted parts. So they've been trying to figure out, you know, they've been trying to run people's prints. Some people aren't too crazy about having their prints run. So it's a mess. They have not found the spy or possibly spies. But that all seems very far away from you guys as you stand there with the guns that you were given. You check them and load them and take the safety off. And the walls of the training chamber flicker. And then you find yourself... It projects the images of a kind of damaged city. And there the three of you stand in this damaged city. What are you going to do? Well, let's, uh, let's, let's start nosing around the, uh, the damaged city, I suppose. Uh, before we do, um, what exploits did we earn from last session, Games oh, Master? That's a good question. I was thinking I'd just give both of you Soldier. Because okay, that what will does make that do? It, 
that lets you that gives you permission to shoot guns without having to get a critical success to hit anything. I'm I'm okay with that. That sounds good to me. It seems like something that, you know, both of you were working towards and, you know, this training certainly explains it. Okay, I'm cool with that. So, so let's see. Permission? Soldier permission, right? Mm-hmm. Use guns without critical success. So I assume that that means that I can just get a normal success or regular success, right. which is a 12th. Uh, actually, what it means is that any role where you exceed what your target rolled to shoot you means you won. The rules are a little grainy in this. Uh, it's It resolves situations more than immediate exchanges. So it's not very easy to have the thing where the two of you shoot each other and you both hit and both die. It, someone's going to come out on top. Okay. Okay. All right. So basically, they're uh, treated as opposed checks. Yes. Versus um, like hitting a static number. That's how like I'm doing armor it so class. far. We'll see. Okay. We'll, we'll see how screwy it makes situations, or if everything works out fine that way. In uh, a vacuum, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just going to say that I that's unique. I don't think I've ever run into a combat system like that before. Oh, I, someone's got to have done it. Oh, right. yeah. I mean, I'm like, I just mean personally. So you're creeping through the city, and anytime the three of you get too far apart, the person who's farthest, it, it, you know, normally as you're walking, the perspective is changing, but it's clear that it needs you to, the three of you to stay grouped together. Uh, if all three of you get along one wall, the perspective will shift so that that becomes the middle of the room again. Mm-hmm. It's it's not ideal. It's a. It's little, like a beat 'em up, you know, like Simpsons arcade game or something. I, I gotcha. It's a little weird. You mentioned parallax distortion earlier. What is that? Is that like a is that a thing from the game or? No, it's when you look at a gauge at an angle, and it. Uh, it gives you a false reading. So what I meant by that here, I'm not sure it's the exact perfect word, but it means that the walls are projectors. So mm-hmm. it's not the VR wraparound experience. It's the I'm in a room and things are being projected on the walls experience. So there's a little bit of uh, vanishing point. Uh, oh, a okay. So but like you when you're in a movie theater and you're in like the very front, so you have to kind of look yes. up and it looks long, even though it's not long. Right. Or what have you. Okay. All right. I just, I wanted to know what, what you meant by cool. All right. So we'll, uh, we'll, I guess, uh, lump up, uh, against what soldiers are supposed to do in the battlefield. Well, there are pieces of what are clearly, uh, cover. I mean, so you can, you can move around, get behind cover, advance, and the sound, the sound system's pretty good, and okay. you can hear, uh, you know, a rattling off towards the left. Okay, let's go uh, shoot some paper tigers. All right, um, as you come around the corner, you see two things, and they're not they're they're outlined in red, and hmm. they look like if you. It took an oval and put mm-hmm. three legs on the bottom and three arms on the top and a mouth in the middle. 
Uh, three arms on the bottom, three legs on the top, three mouth in the middle. Okay. And it is waving some kind of thing at you, and the two of them are, uh, you know, they're trying to get into cover, but they are also trying to shoot at you. So what are y'all doing? Okay, let, uh, let's roll some dice. It's a combat sim, so I, um, I'm not going to try and ask them what their problem is, like I usually right. do. Uh, yeah, Stanley is going to uh, try to get some cover, just like they are, since it's kind of be a bad idea to shoot out in the open. Okay. okay, let's see. What did I roll in Toto? My two highest... I'm doing my two highest, right? Not my right. three pool. Yeah. I got a seven. Okay. And... Henry. Oh, I mean Stanley. Yeah, I have a eleven. All right, you did better than me. Okay, so one of them gets mm-hmm. a great shot off immediately at uh, at Henry. Okay, and does you my see it point this thing, and everything sort of shakes for a little. Uh, uh, actually, it wouldn't shake for you because it's the same image for everyone. Mm-hmm. But they gave you this little wristband thing that keeps track of it, and you got hit bad. Okay. Uh, let me. Do I feel pain, or does my chest just light up like laser tag? It's like laser tag, and it's a wrist, not a chest. Okay. Sorry. So, like, I feel the thing buzz so that I know that yeah. I got hit. Okay. And it just about dropped in half. So, let's see. Oh, my wrist has, like, a light on it, and I see how much health I have in the game. Hold on. It's actually a little nastier than that. Okay. Yours, it just, you know, you see your life bar just, and it flatlines, and it's, you know, flashing, and it's, it's got the symbol that they told you. Yeah, that's the bad symbol. You don't want that. Oh, darn. Am I am I out? You're out. He killed okay. you with one shot. All right. These guys don't play. What was your hit, or what was your result um, for Stanley? That was 11. An 11? Okay. Yeah, to dive behind cover. Oh, so you were... Um, the way I've decided to do cover and dodging okay. is that you don't roll it, you just declare it. And oh, okay. And once you declare it, Hits under twelve don't hit you. Mm. Cool. Neat. But Alrighty. okay. Well, can we make it an attack? Yeah. Let's just yeah. Let's do it then for that sake. So it's an eleven. Yes. For an attack. All right. Okay. So yeah, that exceeds one of them. Um, what was your runt die, and what was on your D eight? Uh, my runt die is a three, and my D eight is a six. Uh, my, and then the, there was a 3 on a D10, which is my run. Okay. So, hold on. Give those to me in order. The D8 was what? 6. Alright, and the other was... The runt was... It was a 3 on a D10. Doesn't matter what kind of die okay. that was. So, you shoot the one that didn't shoot your brother, and he just falls over and starts thrashing. Um. All right, what are you guys doing next? You, um, Henry, you're you're out. You're derezzed. Um, okay. Slew is just sort of firing wildly, but she's not doing great. Uh, what is 
what is Stanley doing? Stanley, uh, Stanley's being a little bit. Stanley kind of embraces the the drama of the moment. Kind of does a little, you know, no, Henry, and then tries to go shoot uh, the the mouth egg alien that shot his brother. Okay, uh, make your roll. All right. All right, and that would be a 15. Nice. All right. Uh, let's see. What did they get? 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And they got a pair of 12s. So oh, wow. They're, they're rolling pretty hot. Uh, <laughs> they are both. The one that fell sees you coming forward or shooting or something and is just spraying wildly at you or maybe just fires with discipline despite being near death. So, you got a 15 against the unhurt one, and what was on the D8? Uh, the D8 is, uh, it is a 1. Okay. And your runt die was? That, the 1 from the D8. Okay. So, yeah, you shoot at it, but it doesn't seem to do any, it, it you know, doesn't seem to affect it. Uh, mm. it's... Shoots at you. Well, the the one on the ground shoots at you first. And let's see how well you do. Your bar just goes black, too. Ah, oh well. And Slew is just running. And you can, you know, the two of you, you see these, like, phantom bodies of you, except they're gray, and they just sort of crumble into dust. Uh, And the last thing you see as she goes around the corner, it's weird. The uh, the one that didn't get hurt uh, has crouched down by the other, and its mouth is working. And it, it the the AI on these is really great because even though it's alien, it it seems to be conveying anguish. Wow! All right, and you know, as she gets around the 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 way, uh, a bunch of alien language flashes up on the screen. You can't read it. Then more, uh, and then and, you're back in. Oh, could could Charles translate that, or is he not? The which is of course uh, my personal computer and Ansible. Yes. Uh, well, you can ask him. Yeah, Charles. What does what all that? What does all that language say? Oh, I'm not familiar with that language, but I'll try to identify it, sir. Uh, I'll, Please do. I'll get right on that. Thank you. Uh, give me a roll to see how well Charles identifies it. Alrighty. Alright, that would be... That would be an 11. An 11? Yes. Alright, um... He's he's working on it. Alright. Doesn't have an immediate answer for you. Okay, so you guys re-res. Slew's like, I'm not sure I even got a shot off. What is... What happened? How come they killed us so fast? Uh, luck of the draw, perhaps. I, I would, I would suspect some sort of simulated, simulated military competence. Perhaps they're, what? I don't. Perhaps they're not. Perhaps they're a known enemy of our, uh, of this federation that we're on. I don't know. It seems awfully... They're starting this game at a hard level, is all. And that is true. All right. This time you find yourselves in a jungle and there is a machine behind you that looks familiar 
the it it seems like this is what spawn points look like. There's this machine that looks like a manhole cover with a nozzle sticking out of the top. The nozzle's about two feet across, you would guess. And right. you all, you you know, every time you've appeared near one of these. And so, uh, what are you doing? You're in a jungle full of trees. Well, all let's, right. uh, let's look around for, for enemies, I guess. All right. Uh, as you're creeping out, you see two figures appear at the spawn point, and like you, they look sort of gray, like poured concrete, but they're preds, and they just hop right off into the wilderness in another direction. Okay. Um, is, well, is it a team game, or is it a competitive game? You don't know. Uh, we don't know. Maybe okay. the language think- explains that. Maybe and, the language. And I, got, and I got Charles working on it, so when he's done... Uh, let's see. They're probably going to try to... The Preds, the Preds, they do leave distinctive tracks. We should, actually, we should, actually, we should probably, we should probably see if they do. Uh, Stanley is going to motion that he's going to try to move up to where the Preds were to see if he can examine the tracks, or if there's any tracks at all. Because clearly they're going to go for a sneaky route. Uh, there are tracks. They are fairly deep in the ground because they set off. Uh, they're heavy creatures. Um, Henry would know from his studies of predphysiognomy on his new Ansible, which came loaded with medical files about them, that their bones are actually an iron compound similar to hematite. Oh, wow. Yeah, the that foreblade that comes out of the center of their chest is actually, yeah, sort of like hematite, which is why it can hold a pretty decent edge and point. Uh, the same for the talons on their rear legs and on the tips of their chelicerae. Those are skeletal projections. Interesting. So, yeah, you've got the trail of the Preds heading off in one direction, and then from another direction you hear a kind of whomp. Okay, well, um, I, I feel compelled to investigate the noise. How about you, Stanley? Yes, let's let's investigate the noise and try to try to see if we can't again try to use the jungle at least for cover or for at least to hide ourselves. Alright. Uh, let me double check one thing about the weapons you guys have got. So, yes, all right, the way lasers work is they do injury equal to the runt die, and they do exhaustion equal to your energy die. Hmm. Which I have down right, you know what, I'm just going to give the Mooklings weird weapons, but yours do injury equal to runt and exhaustion equal to your energy die, which... For Henry, his energy die is the D8, and uh-huh. for Stanley, his energy die is the D10. So. Okay, got it. So injury equals run, exhaustion equals energy, based your gun. Yes. I suppose you could ask them to train you on different guns like rocket launchers or electrocharge weapons or particle accelerator guns. Okay. They're not going to... So those, those will presumably have different... Um, Yes. rules and stuff about damage. Yeah. They're not going to start you on exotic baryon beams or antimatter cartridges or molecular debonders, though. 
Okay, I feel like that's probably uh, not not a good novice weapon. <laughs> Here you go, son. Have, have the atomic disintegration scissors. Aim away from face. And I have returned. What did we learn about Maybe our... Maybe uh... left-handed scissors. Oh, so he told us how the guns work. Um, you uh-huh. deal injury equal to your runt and exhaustion oh, okay. equal to your energy die. So that's how the baster guns work. And then different weapons will have different um, different rules. Okay. So that's that's pretty good. Cool. And when he... you're describing all these weird weapons, it reminds me of the bitten men in black where he gets the noisy cricket, you know? Yes. Well, one of them is uh, a... Have you guys ever read... Uh, the? There, there was a physicist who figured out what would happen if you took one teaspoon of the stuff at the center of a neutron star, neutronium, and mm-hmm. somehow teleported it to Earth? Okay. No, I don't think I've read that. Well, I'm, I imagine it would create a singularity and like suck everything in. So what, what's, no, the, what's the punchline? No, it would line? not. Um, Neutronium is matter that's so dense that the neutrons are literally touching each other. Okay. But it's not quite, it's still not dense enough to form a singularity. So what would happen if you teleported this to Earth is that first, it would expand to the size of Mount Everest in an instant. Oh. Creating some kind of giant shock wave. Uh, Right, it'll push like all the air and shit out of the way. All the air, all the water, all the whatever is there. And it would be hotter than the surface of the sun as well. So you start out with this gigantic, super hot Mount Everest appearing, expanding from nowhere, setting the atmosphere and everything else on fire, boiling the seas, melting the rock. Mm -hmm. Then after 10 minutes, he, he figured this out, after 10 minutes, it would undergo atomic collapse or its half life would end and it would let out a gigantic pulse of radiation that would probably be unsurvivable by all life on Earth. Mm-hmm. And so that is one teaspoon of neutron star matter. Okay. But you need so, to be able to teleport it. So you, what What brought this, uh, like what made you think of this? Is this one of the guns? That's the, uh, that, that's one of the weapons that I statted up. But I but just, you know, I, I looked at it and I'm like, neutron stargate, um, planetocide. Neutron Stargate. So, so don't just fire that at everybody. Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> they, they tend to be very careful with them. They probably <laughs> they probably won't put them in the hands of a refugee species like humanity. Good for us. But if they decide they need, if if they decide that the exes on Earth are really troublesome, that's what they might use. Okay. Because you know that that can only end well. All right, so you guys are skulking through the trees, you know, standing behind them and trying to you know take cover, and then you start taking fire. Uh, so you are behind cover. You can see it looks like three mooklings kind of scattered out in the bush. They're firing at you. Mm-hmm. What you gonna do? I'll take cover because it doesn't look like my dice are cooperating with me today. How are you going to learn if you never shoot at anybody? <laughs> well, isn't cover? Doesn't it provide me a bonus when I? Um, uh, yeah, anything like under twelve firing? will miss you. Okay, so can I like you know duck behind it and fire out from that? Since uh, we, can, we're in a jungle, there's lots of trees and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you around. can fire next turn. All right, I'll do that. All right, uh, what is Stanley doing? Uh, well. 
Stanley is actually for for all his uh, for all his talk about cover uh, with the with the way they're shooting really really fast without thinking he quickly kind of fires back. All right. Uh, let's see. Did you get a twelve or above? I got let's see. fifteen. There we go. Wow. All right. So that's just the two highest dice. Yes. All right. Um, and... Oh, wait, two highest. No, I'm sorry, that D8 is a 7, so it's actually, uh, I believe that's a 16? Okay. Uh, Look at you. That's good. All right. Um, so you get one of them. Uh, right. So how much injury equal to your runt die, which is how much? Uh, six. Nice. And exhaustion equal to your... It's my energy, which would be nine. Oh, wow. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. That one, you shoot it, and you actually see one of its arms sag, and there's now a gap where its shoulder was, and there is blood spurting out. It's very strange that... The resolution doesn't seem that great, but, man, the gore physics and everything is right on. And it just tips over and goes splat. Stanley, like, well, they, they prioritize the important bit. stuff in their sim. Um, so the other two uh, are returning fire. Um, one of them misses. Uh, he, was, he was aiming at Henry and hit the tree, uh, which... You can actually hear the sizzle as the moisture in the bark is forced out, and you can see little vents of steam forcing flakes of uh, forcing flakes of bark off of it. So kudos to the the realistic physics uh, programming. The third one has a different kind of weapon. The first two are shooting lasers. This one, it's something that goes. And then explodes right next to the two of you. Um, So it does not hit Henry because he's, again, undercover. But how much damage does it do to Stanley? It's uh, your, your little armband thing is now about on half and is blinking a little. But, you know, you guys have got one down. Uh, sure. So what are you going to do? Uh, Stanley absolutely takes cover now. All right. Uh, since you're taking cover, I will do the opposite of that. Uh, what do I get? I get a 12. All right. Um, one of them got a 12, and one of them got a 15. Okay. But I also rolled for Slew, who had just kind of been shooting aimlessly and at this point she just yells and runs forward blasting at both of them uh and hits exciting Hell stuff yeah quick logistical question you said um that the uh opposed mechanic was so that you can't kill each other so if you and the other guy roll the same thing do you both miss uh probably yeah okay or you roll off or you compare the runt die Okay. Right. I, you know, kind of play it by ear. All right, was so what was... Your result was a 15, did you say? No, I got a 12. A 12. 
Okay, yeah. so I think you, he only got a fifteen last turn or something. So yeah, you got dinged. Oh well. Uh, by actually, it was the guy with the rockets. So okay, could rockets, hit all three of you. Okay. Uh, Heat seekers or something. Yeah. So rockets. Well, rockets hit a number of targets equal to the runt die, and they do injury and um. What is Rockets hit a number of target equal to the runt die. That's so interesting. So, like, do they fire a random number of rockets out, or no, do they, they fire blow up X and everything's in? They blow up and damage everything that's in the damage radius. Oh, okay. So that's one rocket, and that's like shrapnel or something. Yeah. So okay. Jose, your your wristlet goes black. Uh, you're out. And one, two, three, four. For yours, Lachlan is yep. blinking, blinking red. Okay, but uh, as she was running towards it, Slew got the one with the rocket, and you know, and she's now looking at her. She's like banging her turkey baster against her wristlet, saying, "I think this is broken." <laughs> bap, 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 bap. And the other one, the remaining one throws its weapon in the air, and just runs like hell. Okay, great. Well, you know, uh, overcoming an encounter still rewards experience points, so I'm sure that this is how the game works, too. Um, well well, well done, Sue. Yeah, she doesn't seem too pleased about it. She's, she's like, I don't know why I'm even doing this. I'm too old for these war games. So, the three of you run through a few more confusing scenarios. There's one mm-hmm. where it looks like it's just Mooklings overrunning one of the spawn points. You just mm-hmm. show up. There's 20 of them around you. There's a bunch of other gray figures shooting, uh, and then you immediately get wasted and disappear, and then respawn at the same point, firing again at the same targets. And that you get mm-hmm. like three. Man, everybody hates campers. <laughs> so that is a- after several hours of that, mm-hmm. you decide. Okay, we're done. Well. After several hours, uh, you're exhausted and decide to quit because Hotspur has no idea how much sleep you need or what your biological cycles are like or anything. So you're pretty much just going in there when you feel like it and coming out when you're tired. Do they not sleep? Uh, you don't know. Well, oh wait, you would know. Uh, I would know now, but um, like, do, do they do they like take micro naps like cats, or do they just like sleep for a month during the year like a snake, or like what's the situation? Uh, they are being trap predators. They spend a lot of their time immobile. Um, it's it's like eighty percent of their time is non moving, and twenty percent of the time is burst at full speed. Oh, okay, so like those funnel web spiders. Yeah, you just haven't seen them in in their chill mode because they just dangle in a web and do nothing and wait. Uh, and then apparently it's hard to translate what the... Because the sleeping and dreaming aren't exactly cognates between Earth languages and Pred languages. They have something that in the medical literature is called neurological rearrangement. Okay, so that's roughly analogous to dreaming. That occurs during downtime. But you don't, yeah, you don't know if they see dreams or 
you know, have dream analysis. Doctor, I dreamed that I had this giant turkey baster and I was using it to kill my mother. What do you think? Sometimes, son, a turkey baster is just a turkey baster. <laughs> oh, oh, man, I'm going to have some great conversations with Hotspur about this. Out of curiosity, like uh, bell curve roll and all that, do we actually get any better as we continue to play this game? Or you can't tell. Is us. our skill level more or less static? It's, it's all war as hell to you. You can't tell. It's complicated. It's Watch when we get out like we were actually supposed to defend like the spawn points and take flags and locations <laughs> and stuff. And we all just focused on upping our kill count. We're all just total Hanzo mains. Okay. Um, cool. So uh, I, I, we've learned something about the Preds today. All right. Uh, so you get out and uh, what's the what's the name of your Ansible? Charles? Yes. That's his. Charles is like, uh, sir, I, I think that I found that the language is of a, a race that is unnamed to humankind. So if you want to name them, I'll add that to the lexicon. Oh, sweet. Oh, uh, of course. Ah, hmm. All right, names. Back to names. So what did so, you say they looked like, Jim? It was three arms, three legs, and one mouth, and they were shaped like an oval? Well, the that's that's who you're shooting at. Those are apparently called the mooklings. Mm. Uh, but yeah, whatever the game is being run by, or the the software designers... Yeah, it's it's some alien that you've never heard of, haven't seen, haven't interacted with, except you've seen its text. All right, so you know the perfect uh, the perfect uh, naming situation. All right, um, you have any ideas, Lachlan? Okay, so let me see. I mean, you could ask for a picture of them. Yeah, that would be. Helpful. Oh yeah, of course. Right, computer. Charles, could you could you give me a picture for a moment? It looks uh, it looks like a stapler made of leather with centipede legs underneath, and it the the top part of the you know kind of rises up, and every and it seems to have some kind of tongue that sticks out of the front and manipulates things. Hmm. These new Pokemon are weird, dude. Let me think. Um, so a leather stapler with a prehensile tongue and thousands of centipede legs. It's a staplerpede. That's beautiful. Can we come back to this? That's I'm, a... I'm, I'm kind of suffering from choice paralysis. All right. I mean, staplerpede... I mean, that's probably the first thing that would come out of Stanley's mouth. As I mean, if you want to go with stapler, Pete, I'm kind of fine with that. It's probably what I'm going to be calling them internally anyway. The, yeah, so, yeah, but Stanley Pete, just goes, okay. you know, just stick. Stapler, Pete? <laughs> the stapler. Thousands of years in the future, we still have staplers because we still use paper, apparently. The no, you know what? We're antiquarians. We love staplers. That's that's the way real men attach one piece of paper to another. None of this glue <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> bullshit glue. <laughs> so yeah, you come out of there. Uh, apparently, they are a species from the Andro- Andromeda Galaxy. Um. So yeah, you're you're 
you're tired, you're sweaty, you're not, re- they really haven't gotten bathtubs and showers figured out very well. A- after a number of complaints, they set up a station where you could just go be issued a, a soaking wet towel. So people have been using soaking wet towels. And the few, the, there were like eight bars of soap that you know, people brought along because everyone was thinking essentials. And some people just happened to have soap in their luggage that they poured their other essentials into. So soap is at a premium because the people who have soap, of course, don't want, they, they want to maintain their intellectual property on the soap and not have it be freely available to everyone. It's like the coffee thing. Okay, so right. are the people with the soap, like, bartering uses of the soap? Is that what you're implying? Uh, some of them have. The smarter okay. ones are now saying, okay, if I, if I am get, are, are basically crowdfunding the idea of the soap that they have and saying, if you give me X, Y, Z, A, B, and C, then... I will allow the aliens to duplicate my soap and everyone can have all the soap they want. But, and, you know, as soon as one of them said this, another soap owner undercut them and it started dropping down. But before people could get together and take advantage of the race to the bottom, the soap owners formed a, what would you call it, a consortium? Like an OPEC type thing to fix the price of the soap. This game is now about soap economics. It could be. Do you want to get involved in soap economics? uh, I don't know, dude. Soap economics is pretty interesting. Well, thank you for that. That's cool. (laughs) So yeah, you're 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 wiping down soapless.ly And Aruna, you know, walks by and says something to Slew in that language that they both speak that you don't speak, and Slew says something back, and they're kind of going back and forth a little bit. Okay, cool. Oh, hey, do you want to eavesdrop with your, like, thing? Yeah, that sounds like it. Yeah, actually. Because clearly, I mean, like, you know, the spotlight is on this scene, and, uh, you know, Aruna is an important character, so do you want to just, like, surreptitiously have subtitles on? Are you going to have Charles do that verbally, or are you going to have... Verbally is probably a bad idea, (laughs) because they both speak English. You've got yours is the the one that does everything textually, and that is the Taurus, right? Yes. All right. So you ask the Taurus to translate it, and the translation is choppy because it's going Hindi to God knows what language it's using as its source code. Probably something from the sleeves back to English, and it's. So it's going through two layers of translation, plus you've mm-hmm. got the wonky spot on your screen that it you can't seem to teach the Taurus, don't put anything in that segment. So words get cut off and then continue past the dead pixels. But it's... I'm sure nothing important is in those dead pixels. But there's something about uh, slept with everyone at their farm except the spiders. Oh, oh. oh shit. And to which, you know, Aruna, or to which um, Slew heatedly replies something about 
you assume that everyone is a talentless whore just like you. And Aruna said, at least I never based my business. Uh, I never uh, set up a business that was based on the very area where I had no talent at all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Slew says back something about, yes, because if you did, it would be a place where people could go to be happy about being around a decent human being. And two of them are just going back and forth about basically it's slut shaming. You're a talentless hack. I never liked you. Nobody ever liked you. And it's, it's heating up. What are you going to do? Fascinating. Um, well, uh, intervene back slowly away. Yeah. I don't really see a way for the story to progress if we back slowly away. Well, this is feel impelled. I, this is one of the options. I mean, you can get involved in Aruna and Slew. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could get involved in. You, you guys don't care about the soap, but uh, there are rumors that the soap cartel is being very closely watched by a wine cartel. Did you guys have any wine on the ship when you were partying? Or was it all hard spirits? Because wine was really expensive on Mars. Do you think that we would have had one for some kind of ill-defined special occasion or not? Yes, we would have. I feel like that fits our guys. All right. Yes. So, yeah, there's rumors that... You know, there's a wine consortium working up, but nobody knows you have it unless your party guests blabbed or stole it. Or I don't like either of those options, but I feel like both of them are <laughs> eminently possible. So, um, you know, let, don't let me monopolize. Jose, are you interested in this, like, weird economics thing with soap I, and wine? Because I, I kind of am, but I don't want to force your hand if you want to do something else. I do, I do like the econo- I do like the economics of it. I also think, but I also do think that we haven't exactly been ignoring the Slu Aruna uh, ar- argument exactly. Yeah, we it's haven't. Like we know of, about it. So. Well, we know about it, but it's also been kind of playing around in the background. Uh-huh. And naturally, I'm inclined to think like, well, that that could lead to something, especially since we know Aruna is definitely in with some aliens. Yeah. It so might, I think that we can pursue both of these can, things. You know, we can try to. Sp- figure out what's going on and then do that we might because huh. because the, pro- the problem i have is if we try to intervene now with this yep. argument that could just be escalation uh-huh. if there is if there is something we could do maybe like obviously we can't obviously the talking out their problems whatever they've got it, it's it's a deep it's bad blood <laughs> uh mm-hmm. So, you know, we can't just, you know, put give them a cup of coffee and put, a, you know, the, the coffee that we bought from the punch lady and sit them down and like yeah. a, a curtained off room. Let the let the creepy hentai dude borrow his curtain or whatever. But no, so we couldn't do that. Um, I mean, we could. It just probably wouldn't do anything. <laughs> right. <sighs> so. Well, Aruna I, has I, stocked off and uh, Slew is saying, oh, this makes me want to learn how to use the gun well so that I can shoot her. Okay, great. Uh, well, that's a good end. What's, uh, what's the problem? You seemed uh, oh, agitated. She, she has always been what you Americans, uh, descendant uh, Martians, would call a bitch. We, uh, were, we were in uh, school together, and she just... She, and she thinks she can sing. She thinks she can do the karaoke. But you, of course, know otherwise. 
Well, of course, I've heard, I've heard her. She sounds like a, a flock of crows. You've, you've heard the recording from Earth of the flock of crows when they descended on that thing? Well, trust me, it's not pretty. Then, then, Stanley gets an idea. A terrible, possibly awful idea, but it could be. So, what if, what if there was a way we could settle that once and for all and increase the spirits of the entire ship? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Oh God, I hope not. I well, I don't know what you, I, I I don't know what of course goes on in your lovely mind, but I am thinking of a karaoke tournament. Yes, yes, mm. that is brilliant. We will settle this once and for all. I will humiliate her in front of everybody, and it will be done. Oh, and she gives you a big hug. Cool. <laughs> there Good we thinking. go. It's it's a big weak hug because. Yeah. She's very tired. We're all tired. We're all tired. Well, it's and plus, weird. the area you're in has heavier gravity than you're used to. You don't have to wear the stone suits anymore because you're in. They've they've adjusted it to Earth normal gravity. But oh, sweet. Stone suits were one thing, and so you guys can handle this. But it's not the same as having the weight on every single cell and joint and muscle pulling constantly, not just when they're mm-hmm. used. And as for Slew, she never wore hers. So she is really, she's really feeling it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But she's like, yes, and get, get some other people to be in the, the karaoke tournament. Oh, who can judge, though? Should we have it be by acclaim or should we get a panel of judges? Hmm. Should there be a panel of judges? Yes, yeah, a panel of judges, of course. We need this to be as fair as impartial as it ever could be. After all, this is this is the first karaoke tournament of a brand new world. Yes, Stanley's I, got that got gleam in his eye of ju- of just this a scheme is forming. The wheels are turning. All right, so you guys are going. You you have you have dedicated yourselves to the talent showdown plotline then yeah, <laughs> okay let's do that like like you could definitely get to the economic stuff but we could we I, definitely got to sort this thing out i was yeah, hoping sure. i was oh, hoping cool. you guys would go in that direction <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna lie even a little bit um all right so how are you going to go about arranging this all right so all right, so the first thing we need to do is we need karaoke equipment, and I think that means we need. I think that means we need to explain to our alien friends what karaoke is. Oh yeah, obviously. Who are you? Which alien are you going to talk to about this? Oh. Who would be most receptive to this kind of nonsense? <laughs> well, hmm. Hey, Hotspur, how do you feel about singing? Uh. Well, first you gotta explain what singing is, probably, because that seems to be the the way that we're doing these kinds of things. Right, like we gotta start from first principles. So you guys are gonna go see Hotspur? Sure, that sounds good. You know what? Yeah, Hotspur's he's he's, he's been so far. remarkably chill to us. Well, he did try to kill one of you that one time, but that was a mistake. Well, that was an autonomic reflex, so I really I can't get too bent out of shape about that. All right, uh, you you go see Hotspur and. Yeah, he's like, how, how goes killing? Well, we've uh, we've made quite a lot of progress. Uh, we're very appreciative of your help and encouragement. Mooklings deserve it. 
It's good for them. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. I hope that we haven't involuntarily been engaged in some kind of like Ender's Game type thing. Um, we, uh, well, I know we're, we're quite different on a physiological level. We're not quite uh, as single-minded uh, physically as you are. We need uh, a bit of time to recharge our batteries, as it were. In the yeah. interim... Sent we pictures had- and images and diagrams of your bodies out along the Ansible. Many species are interested in your arms. Huh. Well, they, well, they are very nice. Many species are interested in your arms. My arms specifically, or <laughs> human arms? I mean, there's not human a lot arms. of straight up human. Like, if you've noticed, there's not a lot of straight up human like hand grip and hand, and arm and relative arm strength and upper body functionality. Yeah, I don't think us. that anybody that we've met so far has had thumbs, which definitely puts a damper on things. Um. That's very interesting. Uh, what exactly are they interested in doing with human arms? They just like them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was hoping I would be able to garden path into some kind of arms race joke, but you didn't let me do it. Um, aesthetically, or uh, for practical purposes? Henry, Henry we're, we're getting we're getting off, we're getting off touch. We need to talk about the karaoke tournament. Yes, please, you go ahead and take point. It was your idea, after all. Hotspur. Yoki? Yes, it is... How would I put this? I, I... It is a means of... It is a means of performing uh, uh, ancient and wonderful songs for a new crowd of people. New songs old? I thought. Do you have a concept of music in your culture, Hotspur? Music, yes. Vocalization for aesthetic pleasure. Yes, that's precisely what karaoke is. You uh, vocalize the songs of others. He squats back on his haunches, and you hear this, and then out of one of his side flaps. Mm Mm-hmm. And then out of the other side comes a different tone. And so it's this sort of moaning atonal chorus. And then a fourth one starts. And he's sitting there. And by the time he's got all four flaps working, it sounds like a weird dubstep barbershop quartet. Awesome. Fucking amazing. Ah yes, yes, like like that. Except, except we we do that ourselves, and individual pieces of music are called songs. There are some songs that are old; they have already been written, and people like to sing them every once in a while. And there are new songs which have never been sung before, and in between the two is new attempts at singing old songs, and that is the art of karaoke. Using a mechanical recording with which to harmonize? That's exactly it, yes. Yes, yes, exactly, yes. Well, this is a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Music is universal among language uh, among species that speak and hear. Perfect. So then, we... Uh, that is a quote from 
a philosopher of the scav race, it is not factually accurate. <laughs> well, we would need to. We would need to. Dev- we want to have a, a karaoke, uh, a tournament, a, a competition to see who could, who could perform song old songs the best. Humans sing and perform. Yes, yes, we do. Could Preds and others sing and perform? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, you may. The, the, Yes, absolutely. That'd be the perfect way to, to help to help introduce to help introduce the humans to, to, to you and the rest of to the rest of the, the the rest of you at large. It's perfect. Well done, sir. Get to know each other, Charles. You know this the the race that you named the Staplerpedes. They've got an, a, an art form in which they attempt to kill small prey animals in such a way that their death throes produce the most aesthetically pleasing gestures. They call it murder dance. <laughs> lo- lo- that's, that's lovely, Charles. Did, <laughs> Mod, please change my name to murder dance. Thanks in advance. Did, did I interrupt? Should I be more withdrawn or... No, no. No, 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 that's perfectly fine, Charles. I, 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 I appreciate it. I'm, I'm still just... adjusting to optimal servitude. Yes. Well, yes, I, I appreciate, I appreciate, I appreciate your commentary, Charles. Thank you. Well, so Hotspur is, is, what, what do you need from Preds? We, we need, we need a bit, we need methods in which we can electronically project voices out uh, a, a microphone or a speaker system or uh, we also need uh, video screens on which to put up uh, how to perform the songs with lyrics which are like the words in a song the words that go to music um, Hotspur tilts his head and you see the chelicerae twitch and then a voice a recorded voice of a revered visionary from Earth's past resounds from his ansible. There's an app for that. <laughs> and Charles says, Oh, yes, I, I've got it perfectly. Uh, already a number of human media files have been uploaded, as I, I think you would archaically call it, and... Uh, I could project the the lyrics and uh, provide the the sound within a an acceptable decibel level. Great, that's perfect. Again, thank you so much, Charles. Hotspur says, "I will go tell Preds that we can perform." Yes, Ring we also. A, Ring is a beautiful singer. I can't wait to hear him. Right, and then. Uh, Stanley quickly that says we also need we also need representatives from each participant we also need someone to be an impartial judge on a panel of judges so if you could get one of your one of the preds to who is a who you consider uh, an expert in the judge of music to be on on the panel I would appreciate it as well impartial it's going to be great we'll have like one human judge one pred judge one sleeve judge and we'll all be like yeah, talking about the respective merits of the the thing like the american idol thing that sounds awesome 
impartial. Uh, without prejudice, without able to appreciate the music itself, without without uh, being blinded by who the person is or what species are, purely judging by sound. This is a very confusing concept. Do you have an extant concept of uh, impartiality it in has... your legal system, perhaps? quote, impartiality, unquote, has been proposed as a normative thought mode, but most sophisticated races that study cognition and systems of consciousness conclude that it is a paradox, a artifact of self-examination, an illusion. Well, to a certain extent, it is a polite fiction, but if you can pick somebody who gets close to it, that's really all we can expect. We will draw names at random. That that seems the fairest way to do it to me, yeah. How will you find the human judge? Hmm. Oh man, how how should we find the human judge? Because we wanna we wanna be impartial too. We wanna be impartial, but we also kinda wanna make sure Slipfoot wins the human. I mean, we, we we do, and we know that Arana has to compete because her honor will be impugned otherwise. So as long as she's not the judge, then I feel like assigning it randomly would actually be the most fair way to do it. Yeah, It'll basically. probably end up being somebody who is unsuitable to generate conflict, like Elijah or some shit. But it wouldn't automatically predispose him against Slu. So I, I think that, that that sounds funny. So we should do that. What do you think? Yeah, like, I, and I figure putting in a simple clause of, like, if you want to participate in the karaoke... Then, then you're out of the pool. Yeah, then you naturally can't be in the judging pool. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah let's oh. just set that up. Okay, are we are we singing? Or <laughs> I, I think... I think as the organizers, we can't. If we do have to sing, it's probably for exhibitionary purposes and not competition. Like as MCs or something. Like we'll yes. sing, sort of start the event off, but we're we'll not We'll sing actually- an opening yeah. number. It'll be great. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, I, I, I think that I agree with you completely. All right. So you guys have appointed yourselves. So you're just going to go and announce to everyone we're having a the first human alien karaoke talent contest and if you want to be a judge stick your name in this hat but if you want more or less okay voluntary karaoke so that everybody doesn't get all weird and concerned (laughs) you must you must do the karaoke i would be be very uncomfortable if i heard that kind of shit uh but yeah like hey we're doing a karaoke contest go ahead and put your name name on the on the space list i'm now picturing old star trek Tell me, Captain Kirk, what is this thing you call karaoke? <laughs> All right, so that's that's getting arranged. Um, well, Dorn singing his cup. Yeah, Aruna, Aruna and Slu immediately sign up. Um, Obviously. Ring and Hotspur, Hotspur and like five other uh, Preds sign up and, you know, they sign it up as dance team. Okay, well that's oh that's fantastic. I gotta say, you've really thrown me a curveball with this. Uh, Ring and four other preds, Coral. Heck yeah! Juggernaut right. is gonna dance. 
Okay. Juggernaut, the minivan-sized, multi-tentacular sna- uh, slug creature. But, you know, just the most sleeve, isn't he? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, you've, you've got... What's he doing? It's, uh, it just says dance. Oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so that's getting arranged. Uh, you work on that. You sleep well that night having, uh, you know... <laughs> We've accomplished something important today. <laughs> Worn out by the twin challenges of culture and violence. Mm -hmm. The next day, um, you have you guys like set an alarm on Charles or something? Yeah, I assume that would be trivial. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You you've got a twenty four. You've got the typical human twenty four hour time scale set in there, and Mm -hmm. uh, you know Charles wakes you up. Uh, sirs, I, I believe it's time for your soldiering training now. All right. Ah, uh, yes. Well, but that's important, and we got to do it. Time to take another crack at the at the guns. I hope we get better at it. I hope so too. All right. Oh, hey, did we ever actually get around to asking anybody what the objective was to make sure that we were just supposed to kill the guys? If no. There wasn't oh no. Like a, oh no, capture? we didn't. Oh, absolutely not. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Ask. Directions? Whoa, what kind of crazy talk is that? You're Mavericks. <laughs> you're not being a very good RPG character if he has to read the directions. You know what? Fine, you're right. All right. Uh, <laughs> this time, when uh, Slu is off practicing instead of shooting, uh, mm-hmm. the... Oh, you mean she's practicing for the contest? Okay. Yes. Uh, when, it, when it's logging you in, mm-hmm. Charles translates... The, the text and it's the typical uh you know uplink established mm-hmm. uh your your vague internety connection making crap and then you find yourself inside uh, you're you're standing by a spawn point and uh you're in uh it looks like a small town the buildings are domed and have ramps um and yeah, what are you doing? Okay, well, um, I mean, again, I, I feel like we could just look around because I don't we think could, that there's anything else to really look say around, here. But maybe using some of those ramps and stuff, maybe try to get some high ground so we can at least. Yeah, that's a good know, it's idea. It's easier to shoot somebody if you're if you're over them the, and can just point down. Are the domes big enough that you can stand on top of them, or are they like They're small houses, enough? You can like, get inside them if you want. Okay, yeah, let's see if they've generated any textures for the inside of the house or if it's just like a hellacious white space where we can't perceive anything. When you open the door, all right, how, how are you opening the door? Is oh, there just yeah, like a button or – You just – you don't know. You just – you could try and push it. You could see if it slides. Is there a handle? Uh, there is a handle. Okay, great. Um, I'm going to go ahead and nudge the handle in case there's like a like a poison trap on it. All right. Nothing happens. Okay. I'll try to open the handle and see if it's unlocked because the place looks abandoned, right? Yeah. It looks like it's a pocket door. So you slide it in and inside is a room just full of wrecked furniture, uh, burnt out. It looks like there was a campfire here, but that it long ago burnt out and you hear noises from the back. All right, well, let's go and uh, investigate that and get killed by whatever's doing that. So right. approach. And you're peeking around the doors. You peek around the doors, and you see two mooklings 
but one of them is small, and they are both outlined in green instead of red. Mm-hmm. Huh. And as you watch them, you know the big one gets in front of the small one, and it's okay. waving its arms. All right. Well, uh, making I, these I feel... these weird blubby sounds. Is it armed? Not that you can tell. Okay, well, I feel like I know where this is going, so I'm going to go ahead and pull out my Taurus and ask it to translate, interpret, etc. It's saying, please don't kill my baby. Okay, well, let's not do that. Yeah, let's head the heck out of here. All right, well, these guys are non-combatants, which is why I gather they're outlined in green, so let's uh, let's go ahead and fuck off and look someplace else. All right, so you scuttle out, you head out the front. Um, Asking questions is a good way to find things out. You, and not kill, you know, civilians and do war crimes. Uh, Charles says, would you like me to provide translation from what the mooklings are saying? I feel like I that would, would be helpful, I would appreciate yes. that, Charles. All right, I, I will try. It's through a chain of four different languages, I'm afraid. So it's going to be a little bit salad. That's All right, well, you know, it's better than nothing. Uh but yeah, you come around the corner and you see, uh, you know, a pair of them are approaching. Sort of, uh, you know, one will cover and the other will run to around a corner. Mm-hmm. So you're not sure if they've seen you yet or not. What do you do? Well, let's see what color they're outlined on first. Uh, it starts out with no outline, but as they get closer, you can see that they're armed and the red outline comes on. Okay, great. So um, let's go ahead and try to get the drop on them, I guess. All right. So yeah, guys... at least get some warning shots off. All right. Yeah, yeah, because I I want to find out if they're like, you know, law enforcement, and we're sneaking in to a settlement, and that's what this uh, level is testing us on. Like, do you know the the space Geneva conventions, and will you like shoot people in their houses? All right. Because I don't want to fail that test because I feel like it might reflect badly on us. All right. Um, you can you can ambush these guys, and the way that'll work, uh, take a shot. If you get a twelve or better, eh, let's make it a ten or better. You hit them. Okay, I got a thirteen. Okay. So okay. my run is three. Okay. And my D eight was uh, an eight. Oh, that's nice. And the D eight. Sorry, is which these. one is my energy? Yeah, my energy is the D eight. Yeah. And that's exhaustion, right? Yeah, the, you said um, energy is exhaustion and injury is runt, so I deal three, uh, no, sorry, eight exhaustion and then uh, five, um, or three, three injury, three, because that's yeah. my runt. All right, uh, so, Jose, what'd you get? Yeah, Did I you? got a, uh, I got an 11. Okay. And that, and my, uh, my runt die is two, and my D8 is an eight. Sweet. Your energy is your 10, right? Uh, yes, yes it is. Okay, cool. All right. Um, you, yeah. So, Lachlan, you, you're dialing in, you're looking, you're looking, and then you pull the trigger, and you were, aim, you were aiming center mass, but you mm-hmm. get it in the neck. Okay. Uh, or what, oh, wait, it doesn't have a neck, does it? Uh, you, get it <laughs> you get it in the top of its mouth, and it just... Okay. Pfft, splats and falls over and is is thrashing and uh lachlan you know you see that you fire at the other one and you get it right in the knee and it crumples and Mm -hmm. is falling and you know flings its weapon away 
And Charles says, it is saying that it submits to you. It just wants its broodmate to live. Son of a bitch. I was right about everything. Okay. Then. Would you like me to translate anything from you to them? I feel as though we've misunderstood some things about the simulation. Uh, Tell it that uh, their family is in no danger from us. We uh, were under the impression that we were doing weapons training. Are you going to get close to say that? No, I mean, it's it's only a computer game, so I mean, I'm in no real danger. Sure. So you come forward, and uh, Charles says, I'm sorry, the uh, it's not accepting verbal input from your end. Oh, you man, you're, you you're can't talk to them. To me. Okay, um, well, I can't gesticulate because... I could just what? What'd you say? I mean, because I, I was going to say, you could probably motion for them to at least put down the weapon and then, you know. Well, one threw his weapon away. The other is just lying there in a growing pool of blood. Yeah, I'll go ahead and put, put mine. I'll holster mine then because they'll understand that, that aspect of things. All right. Then what do you do? Well, if I can't translate... Um, Okay, so I've got an idea. So okay. Charles had said that he's translating uh, from theirs to ours in four steps, right? Right. Can you ask him what the four steps are so we can sort of clutch something together manually? All right. If he won't, like, if he doesn't have the um, permissions or whatever to do it through the actual game. Uh, it's Mookling to Staplerpeed to... <laughs> Cloud form to English. Okay. While I know you can't directly translate the outputs in the other direction, would it be possible for you to show your work so I can do it by hand? Uh, I'm afraid that I, I could try and get you their l- alphabet. The... It looks like you're not allowed to make any verbal inputs at all. But okay, you could maybe draw something in the dirt. Yeah, or I could use my um I could use my donut projects well, and shit. They won't see what the donut's projecting. Oh right. Okay. Alright, cool. Well is there a dirt and is there sticks? Yeah, you can draw an, uh, yeah, there's a there's plenty of dirt in this wreckage. Okay, yeah, stick so, yeah, dirt. Just, uh, project a message, write it in the dirt. Yeah, I'll, I'll, just, I'll trace it. I won't even have to learn exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. All right. What message are you going to have uh, Charles give you? Uh, I, I think something along the lines of what I said earlier, but shorter. Um, your family is in no danger. Uh, we thought that we were playing a uh, shooting gallery type training exercise. Uh, clearly, with me, we misread the situation. All right. Uh, it projects this. Give me a roll to see how well you can get Charles to communicate this. Okie dokie. Is, is that his roll or mine? Um, it'd be yours since you seem to be interacting with it and, and you're writing the message. All right. I got a 14. All right. So you start writing it and you get about eight words in and they're, you know, the one that uh, kind of looks up at you and looks mm-hmm. down at that and then the walls go white. And a message okay. flash, flashes up, and Charles says, "It's telling us that we have been cut out of the program." Okay, awesome. Okay. So we passed. Well, hopefully. 
you remember? Oh yeah, no, cl- clearly Hotspur- we didn't pass. But you remember um, how Hotspur feels about about these? I, I do, I do. Killing is the thing for them. Murder is the treat for me. Um, if that's true, why did the Sim have them like saying all of this normal shit though? Did he do that to like trick us or? <laughs> Are you going to go ask him? I feel like that's a good idea. I feel like that's a smart thing to do. Yeah, yeah, sure. He wants to know why you got kicked out of the program. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, um, since uh, I, I think that I, I try to keep, give these guys the benefit of the doubt, uh, despite all evidence to the contrary, um, I'll just explain what happened. No, you should not have communicated the nature to the Mooklings. The nature very- of it could be very bad for their culture. I'm afraid I don't understand. Was I not in a simulation? I was only talking to computer programs. No, it was a simulation for you. Yeah, okay, great. Got to understand. I thought I was overthinking earlier, but I wasn't. Bodies of smart matter were... Built on site to carry the guns for you. Okay, awesome. Um, Jose, what do you what do you want to what do you want to do with this information? I oh boy, because yeah, we're 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 definitely in a bit of a pickle, huh? Uh, I didn't want to just assume this right away because I didn't want to be like I don't want to play this module thing that you're doing. But um, clearly, my suspicions were justified. And uh, I don't want to do this anymore. So um, how, how, do, how do we how do we phrase this diplomatically? Uh, I, I don't really know of like a softy way to say I don't want to do war crimes. Um, but I don't think that he's going to have like a concept of war crimes. So uh, yeah, Stanley will probably explain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, uh, you know, humans aren't are, uh, humans aren't usually psychologically ready to. To use weapons on live targets Im- immediately. Um, oh, you know what? I I think that's a good angle. I'll I'll go we the other way for that. Right. Since we since we didn't know the exact situation, we, humans are humans are usually humans usually like to see. Humans like to usually try to use as much as much of their diplomatic and military force as possible. And coming in without knowing the entire situation, it tends to scare us and make us uncomfortable. Uh, we weren't entirely sure of the situation at hand, and we were naturally worried about about our psychological safety. If Are we could you sim- upset, anxious, dismayed, I feel like all of those would uh, probably be accurate uh, descriptors of our collective emotional landscape at this point. And it would Is probably but- be the same for many who would undergo the same training. I'm not interested in uh, levying blame at this juncture. I simply want to learn more about uh, what the scenario is. Thus far, you have been perfectly hospitable to quite a wide variety of different species. What is it that the Mooklings have done to uh, arouse your ire in such a fashion? We are not angry at the Mooklings. They are a danger. They have not discovered Ansible technology yet, but they are near to flying in space and have radio communication with, uh, to, to a degree that they could 
colonize another planet. There is another planet in their system, which will soon be in their reach. It is inhabited, but the inhabitants there are roughly 1,216 years earlier in their technological development than the Mooklings. Mookling culture is very dominating. There are two groups, the mainland and the island Mooklings. The island Mooklings are forced to bear all children. Their growth hormones in adolescence are siphoned off and fed to the dominant Mooklings in order that they will become bigger and stronger. They are a slaver culture. We believe that this military conflict will delay their development and also place them in a position of reconsidering violence as a first option. Is the karaoke contest still on? <laughs> Fucking got me. Um, I don't see any reason it wouldn't be. Oh man, that was that was fantastic. Um, so, I mean, on the one hand, clearly he's trying to convince us that they do deserve it, and that sounds pretty fucking awful. But um, on the other, uh, I really don't think that he's not capable, but inclined to lie to us about any of these things. Hotspur's a pretty clever guy, but he's not um, – he's never, uh, to my knowledge, lied to us. Like when he told us about this gun simulation thing, it wasn't so much that he misled us. It's more that we just didn't ask any questions because we're idiots. Um, so well, – To one thing, and we didn't realize how they did things. Sorry, would you say – and, and it kind of makes – that seems like whatever – faction they are this is definitely like the prime directive taken to maybe its most terrifying conclusion the exact opposite of what the prime directive okay is, yeah fair it? enough <laughs> like uh, they, they're saying hey these guys are like you know expansionistic yeah, jingoistic flavors or whatever and we want to protect their neighbors from them uh, if, so that they don't like make everybody into sex slaves i'm like okay that's cool but maybe let's not like kill their families and stuff if we wanted to eradicate the Mooklings, we would bombard them from orbit. Instead, All right. we present them with an enemy to fight that they will not permanently injure. So, your goal is to distract the Mooklings for the next 1500 years or so, in order for their neighbors to build up technological defenses to be able to repel the eventual invasion from them on their own in order to prevent greater loss of life. Is that there correct? There is a great deal of discussion among the social justice warlords over whether we should accelerate their neighbors or not. I am stealing social justice warlords so hard, dude. The <sighs> one branch believes that it will damage their culture to artificially accelerate their technological and intellectual development. 
but another feels that their culture is so endangered by the Mooklings that they are fated to be interfered with in one way or another, and that it would be better to have kind interference than cruel interference. That definitely makes a lot of sense. So, which faction is advocating for which position? Forgive me if this is gauche, but uh, are the warrior caste in favor of one position, and the caste of you which has uh, removed your spurs in favor of the other, or does it fall along different lines? Oh, it's this is not a pred project. There are hundreds of species involved in the Mookling War. Some for entertainment, some out of ideological belief. That's fascinating. Okay, so uh, clearly um, changing Hotspur's mind isn't actually going to do anything. Um, He seems pretty firmly... He seems pretty, fir- you know, pretty firmly uh, sat in. Yeah, no, this is the right way of doing things. Yeah, no, everything that he's saying makes sense. He's not just doing war crimes for its own sake. Um, I'm, I'm kind of torn because I feel like we need to intervene somehow because we're humans and we need to solve everything. This is a sci-fi game, <laughs> um, but solve uh, in, in air quotes. Well, I mean, like. We're going to solve it, and it's going to be great, just like our karaoke contests. We'll just invite some of the Mooklings and the some more, of their neighbors, and the they'll sing some songs. Everything will be fine. Talk about this. You know, the more clear it becomes that this is a crowdsourced MMO invasion of, uh, you know, basically nano-fabricated drones, mm-hmm. and that there's no way you can even realistically slow this down. This is in a. This is taking place in another galaxy that you have currently no way to get to. Oh yeah, no, that was that was never a question. I didn't and think that, that, that was going to be. People thing. have been, people have been arguing against it, but it's a fait accompli. No one wants to try. No one who is against it is against it enough to stop the staplerpeds from sending down the fabrication spawn points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. No, that's that's clear. I was just thinking that maybe they could pivot their efforts, and since they seem to be so good at like bridging all of these race gaps and shit, they could ask the Mooklings to either join the club or just ask the neighbors to join the club and evacuate them, since that seems to be what the killing point of co- kill a perfect love rainbow coalition does is rescue people from planets that are like getting bombarded by bad guys so we could float that and when we're shot well, down we can yeah, say that they, we tr- they shoot that down because the uh the other planet the unspoiled planet is currently at no, under no danger the mooklings don't have rockets you know they've just orbited their planet. They are at Sputnik level of technology. Okay, so like they don't even know about their their other guys yet. But they're gonna find out eventually within a reasonable within a foreseeable amount of time. Yeah, like within the next couple of hundred years. And okay, I just yeah. mean I feel like so they're trying to resculpt this damaged culture before it encounters a younger one. Mm-hmm. I got you. 
And yeah. their form of resculpting requires that hundreds and hundreds of mainland mooklings die, or possibly thousands. You have no idea how big the scale of the conflict is. Sure. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like one way or the other we ought to try to do something. What do you think, uh, Jose? I think, I think whatever we could do to try to, to try to solve this or interact with this, it's not going to be here. It's not going to mm. be on this ship. It might be. Oh, okay. It might have to be something we'd have to live with. But once we get to the, like, you know, the main, the you know, the mainland or the equivalent or wherever, you know, the the social wherever our ship is going, we can like talk to everybody in Congress and see like what's what. Right. Exactly. Like you could like we could probably bring that up later, but unfortunately, it seems like there's not much we can okay. do. Okay. Just put a pin in that right now. So yeah. are you gonna tell Slew? That those mooklings she killed were real live creatures in a different galaxy, but are real dead creatures now? Oh. I feel like that would shake up her confidence, so I'm going to wait until after the karaoke contest. Excellent. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, right. were you going to give a different answer, dude? No, 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 I, I, no I, I'm just laughing because, yeah, like, that was going to be mine. It's like, well, we might as well break it. Hey, congratulations! Did you know that you're a participant in potential war crimes? Well, I mean, look, she's gonna find out that eventually anyway. I'd rather that she didn't why, also lose the character. Why would she contest. find that out? Why would she find that out? Oh, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. If I decide to keep a secret in an RPG, somebody else is gonna fuck it up for me. Uh, so I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, do that myself. That way I can control when it happens. I need to get in front of the issue. Um, yeah, so, because, I mean, if we tell her now, then then she's bummed out and loses the contest. But if we tell her, like, later, then she's bummed out and maybe doesn't lose the contest. <laughs> okay. Because we're, we're doing this to cheer her up. I mean, and if, if we're, if we're going to do that, then let's at least try to do that right. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Right. I mean, you, you're, you're definitely, like, welcome to go the other way on this, but that's what my guy thinks. No, I think that's yeah. It's probably it's de- it's de- it's definitely an incredibly heavy situation. But yeah, like yeah, I'll definitely wait till after the karaoke contest. It's, very <laughs> it's an incredibly heavy situation. We need to do, we need to prioritize what's important and run this karaoke contest. <laughs> I mean, that's what Hotspur told us to do, and he's clearly much smarter than we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the the force- am I drawing the wrong. <laughs> the four judges for the talent contest are Fisher, uh, mm-hmm. a sleeve called Tunnel. Okay, great. Let me write that down. A scav. The scavs are the gas bag constellations. Mm-hmm. Uh, a scav named Toasty. And great. B.U., uh, who is you? You've met her briefly, the last barista. Ah, okay, oh, okay. cool. Okay, well, uh, did you guys it come up with any kind of award, or is it just going to be bragging rights? Did we come up with an award? Well, since we can like three D print all of this cool shit, yeah, I'm sure that we could come up with an award. We could we could draw like a sketch and say this it is what looks, a trophy is. We have to we we draw we draw a sketch. We do it from memory. It looks exactly like that, like as close to the Heisman trophy as you can. <laughs> maybe we're not the best drawers in the world, so it's kind of slanted, kind of. All right, here's the Heisman trophy, but like his waist is twisted way too far around, <laughs> and. 
let's say that he's holding a microphone instead of maybe a football. <laughs> All right. He's, he's, he's got the microphone the, tucked like, under like, his, his yes, arm. And, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like he's not holding the microphone in his free hand. He's like he's cradling the microphone like, no, I won this microphone. Get away. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're 3D printing that. Uh, what song do you guys sing as the introduction? All right. It has to be a duet. Oh, it has to be duet. There's no question yes. about that. Yes. And now, are, you guys are not competing, right? Yeah, we're just, we're we're the we're the MCs. You know, like we'll introduce people and stuff. Right. All right. Di- yeah. Oh boy. Hmm. I want to think of something upbeat. You know, because uh, we, we've got a lot on our minds right now. Right. You know the uh, the, the 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 death MMO. Uh, <laughs> hmm. We could get pretty cheeky and attempt to do a duet version of Fly Me to the Moon. Do it. Yes, absolutely. All right. There we go. All right. All right. From my favorite anime, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, okay, cool. I was going with Sinatra, but that's good, too. I, no, I mean, because that was the closing credits. They, I, I like, know. I, I, I know. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just not sure when it's clear that I'm joking or whether it's clear that I'm being stupid on purpose. All right. Um okay. So yeah, give me give me a roll, each of you. All okay. right, let's do this. Actually, right. okay, one of you roll against one of you roll against uh, difficulty ten, and if you okay. succeed, the other will roll with plus one to every die. Okay. Ooh. Uh... Okay. All right. Cool. So, can I inspire him in order that, to that's boost? That's what that's his... for. Yes. Alrighty. Oh, we are. That is the inspiration mechanic. Yes. Is what you're. Okay. Um, do you want to roll or do you want to aid? Um, this was your I idea, so I yeah, want to. Yeah, I think aid. I want to roll. Let's, yeah, let's, let's roll. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me roll and be inspiring, and I get um, twelve. So I hit ten. So All there right. you go. Plus one to every die. Let's do this. All right. So that is that is a sixteen. Sweet. Nice. You guys crush it. You got a, you got the little soft shoe moves. You know, you you flirt with the audience. Um, Bu has Chilai on her lap, and uh, you know when you come by, you know Chilai kind of uh, you know kind of giggles at you, and you wink, and you just charm the hell out of everybody. Uh, Beautiful. So, all right. Um, the other, f- the the five contestants you've got, and you guys get to decide what order they go in. Aruna, okay. Slu, Ring and Hotspur, and their three buddies. Mm-hmm. Smooth and his three buddies, and Juganu. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, we got to put Slu last because that's what always happens on TV. Um, and I feel like it would be most dramatic if Aruna was immediately before her. That also means that she won't go first and won't have the primacy effect on the judges. So I feel like all the aliens should it, go it, first. It needs to be Juggernaut. We need Juggernaut to go Juggernaut first. Juggernaut has to go first because I need to see what he does. Right. Um, and uh, honestly, if she loses to Juggernaut, I can't really see her getting that bent out of shape about it. She'll be depressed, but not as though she left to Aruna. And then we can come in and tell her that she killed a bunch of innocent people. All right, uh, Juggernaut rolls out into position, and they start playing this music. It's beat heavy, 
got a weird time signature kind of synth music, and it's really, really low. And he squats there, and all his tentacles go limp, and he goes dark. And you know how they're bioluminescent, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So one tentacle starts spinning, and it's glowing yellow. And then all the tentacles around that start spinning in the other direction, and they turn yellow. And then just this burst of movement and color across his body, or its body, as it's, you know, every time one turns yellow, it spins counterclockwise. Every time it turns blue, it spins clockwise. Every time it turns red, it sticks straight out. And so it's creating this writhing, moving pattern with ripples of lines and circles and arcs moving across it. And, you know, the humans are just like, whoa, that's, oh, and so he, he gets a lot of applause. Oh, yeah, he deserves a lot of applause. Well, well done, Holy Juggernaut. Crap. Way to go, guy. Amazing. All right, so what's next? Uh, um, let, let's let's have Ring in his uh, corral. Was he the corral or was the other guy the corral? Smooth is the corral. Oh, Smooth is the corral. Let's, let's have the corral follow that. Yeah. That, uh, I, I don't know what that's going to be, but I, I bet it's going to be really cool. All right. It's uh, it's a group of the broken spurred um, preds, and you know they mm-hmm. squat in squat in position facing each other, mm-hmm. and the 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 trunks where the blades have been removed start to rise and fall, and rise mm-hmm. and fall and sink, and then they start making those cat like noises, but it's an incredible fusion of tones it's like 16 scale perfectly enmeshed they've got all these different processes and rhythms and tones and sounds and peaks and it's clearly structurally super complex and you have to think that singing four pieces at once and keeping them in time and counterpointed to three other people. It's it's like Baroque music, but somehow just completely alien and, you know, based on a different understanding of math. It's completely just alien, absolutely mind-boggling. You know, cool. humans are staring. There's tears running down there. People have their hair standing on end. There's, you know, people have got goosebumps. Everyone's just kind of staring at them. When they finish, the applause lasts. It just—it's a roar. It's resounding through it, and it just goes on and on and on and on. So, who gets to follow that? Wow. Well, I mean, it's we still we still gotta keep that. Uh, we still gotta keep that Aruna followed by Slu. So, so that means that Ring up. and his group of I believe yeah, dancers was next. Yes. Yes. No pressure, Ring. Right. No pressure. I mean, I'm sure that his is going to be great, too. Uh, Ring and Hotspur come out, and they're waving those things on their backs that produce web, the horseshoe mm-hmm. things, right. and they kind of do a little hoedown around the floor, getting these webs going, and then they jump in the air and cross them, and they're kind of bounding around, and their buddies come in, and there's you know there's music playing that's mostly drums, and it's sort of this weird cat's cradle dance thing where 
they're working together to create this elaborate mesh. And, you know, it's it, it's not quite as thrill-packed as the Corral, it, but it's interesting. Uh, but it goes off the rails when they release some animal, and it's clear that the animal was supposed to go in there, and then they'd all hunt it together. But mm-hmm. when Hotspur, you know, springs off of the webbing and comes at it, he misses and rolls on the floor. It's off into the crowd. One of them chases it into the crowd. Another one is chopping at the flanks of the one that chased it into the crowd. Someone throws it back in. They just fall on each other, and there's this this horrible howling as they're all just... <laughs> blood flies out of it everywhere. The blood is this sort of purpley blue. The people... <laughs> People are screaming and, and <laughs> flinching back, and then the music ends, and they all just kind of look up, and then they they sort of strike a little pose. Well, okay. Well, once they do that, and everybody is frozen in stony silence, I'll begin a slow clap. Amazing, amazing! Just all part of the show, folks. Like Gallagher, don't worry. You're going to get a little wet if you're in the uh, good seats in the front. Let's hear it for uh, Ring and his uh, cavalcade of dancers. <laughs> Oh and there's this this slow horrified clap as they 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 gather their web together and they they are mopping it up and it, Charles informs you that one of them said I think one of them was saying to the other I told you we should have rehearsed more <laughs> uh, better luck better luck next time I guess so out comes Aruna who has a drum. Uh, or a, a set of, like, bongos. And she's like, I'm going to do a traditional song. Uh, this was very important back on Old Earth for the understanding of human sexuality uh, that occurred in the 20th century. Thank you. Oh. This was by Adam and the Ant. Oh, boy. And she starts singing, Desperate, but not serious, Your kisses made me by curious it's oh man it's actually not it, it's about on par with the web murder she okay. just she she is not that good and it's especially painful to it's it's painful to watch because about two-thirds through you can tell she realizes it She's reading the crowd oh. in a way no alien could and sees that people are starting to talk and poke each other and snicker and she gets kind of red and, uh, you know, at the end the clapping is kind of sporadic and polite and she picks off her picks up her drums and, and says thank you and sort of skulks off. Okay. All right. And the last is Slew, who sings yeah. Bad Moon Rising. Oh, uh, man. Love oh, wow. CCR. Fantastic. And it is clear... Even with our moon theme, too. She has gotten a a, a banjo from somewhere and is playing oh. that uh, wow. fairly well. It's okay. okay. It's, it's it's okay. a decent performance. It's you know, All right. You've seen her do this at her club. She's very confident with this, very confident. I mean, she's also got that blue-purple gunk down one sleeve, so she's maybe a little off her game from being blood on, but by just, and large... Just, yeah. By and large, you know, she she does a good job, but okay. nobody's weeping. And so... Well, you at, know, this, at, this is just... This was a possibility. At the end, the judges, you know, confer, but quickly give the 
the award to Smooth and his corral, who are... It takes all four of them to drag the the award, strong as they are. Uh, you know, they go and get a little wheeled cart for it because they printed it out of solid gold. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you know what? We that That's kind of on us. We didn't explain what was happening because we're morons. Um, but great. So now they've got a, like... 4,000 pound gold trophy. <laughs> oh no. And yes, they're they're very pleased and said that uh, you know, you'll be happy to know that we broadcast this on the Ansible and uh 7.1 million uh entities tuned in to see your first cultural display. Wow, so, that is a lot of people. Uh Charles like says Seinfeld finale people. It's really not that many compared to, you know, the cosmic population. But there you go. So did you get what you wanted out of that? I was a little confused about what you were attempting to achieve. We were just trying to cheer up our friend, uh, improve morale, uh, help uh, bridge relations between the uh, colonists and the rest of the uh, species here, and I feel as though we've made great strides. All right. Well, you, people you get... had uh, been afraid of the sleeves, and now, uh, well, I, I feel like they're warming to them somewhat. When you get back to where you know Slew's got her little site next to yours, and when yep. you get there, she's like, "Wow, Aruna really screwed the pooch." Oh, I should, absolutely. I should be happy, but I just feel bad for her, which I did not think was something I could feel. Oh, that is unexpected. Do you want to uh, speak to her or perhaps uh, send her a small consolation prize? Maybe later. Maybe later. But at least oh. I killed a bunch of mooklings today. Termination Shock is released under Creative Commons non-commercial share-alike no-derivatives license. The music is courtesy of the MuseOpen website and is... A U.S. military band playing Holst's The Planets, The Jupiter Suite. This has been Termination Shock. Mm-hmm.